You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Last day of August. Oh, no. Summer's almost over. But hey there. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Whole bunch going on for this Monday edition. So, of course, let's get right into it. Hope you had an amazing weekend some big playoff games in the NBA. You, of course, uh, have uh, the Islanders just roll up. Which Islanders? My Islanders. Now one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Hard-fought win yesterday over the Flyers, 3-2. 3-1 back on Saturday. Up in the series, 3-1. Withstood that brutal second period where it seemed like they never even took a shot on net. But the Islanders are rolling along. Had my big fantasy football draft on Friday night. Now, usually I don't discuss fantasy on the air because I've always said that me talking about my fantasy football team, not my fantasy, but my anybody talking about their own personal football, it's almost like flatulence. It's interesting to you, but to other people, it's disgusting. So, but for me, you can benefit. If you've not had your fantasy football draft yet, you can benefit from me. Remember the movie A Bronx Tale, the character Mush? There is no greater fantasy football mush than me. So you can have all the reasoning, all the facts, all the stats, whatever. Whoever I take, that player, unfortunately, is doomed. More so than the Madden Jinx. Madden Jinx is only one guy a year. I have a whole list of guys on my team who will now disappoint me in ways that I could not even possibly conceive in this moment. So I will uh, let you know who's on my team, and if you haven't had your draft yet, you can benefit by passing up those guys. And uh, I'll tell you which players to target, the ones that I missed out on, and which players to avoid, the ones that I got. We got the baseball trade deadline coming up today at 4 o'clock, so lots of stuff to do. Of course, the number you know, one 800 919 ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. We are continuing to take your nominees for the Gordon Damer Show Greatest TV Show Regal Tumble. Start date still undetermined, but the number of shows starting to get up there. I like it. I like it. Now, I don't think enough people are really thinking outside the box enough. I feel like there's too many drama shows. We all have the conversations about the TV dramas, the Sopranos, the Breaking Bads, the Wires, the Mammoth. And, and look, they'll all be part of the Gordon Damer Show, greatest TV show, Regal Tumble. But I think people got to start thinking outside the box a little bit. I, I saw that somebody suggested Sesame Street. I think that that's a fine, I don't think it's going to win, but I think it's a fine outside the box kind of think. You know, you got to sometimes go outside the box a little bit. But really, what I want to stress simply is don't complain later. That's the main thing. I don't want to hear later on, hey, why didn't you include this or that? That's not my job. That's your job. I'm the idea man. I'm the big picture guy. I'm in this scenario. I'm Steve Jobs. I'm not Wozniak. You're Wozniak. You got to do the nuts and bolts work. And then I'll put it together in a nice fancy package and uh, take all the credit. But where to begin? Well, I got I don't know where to begin on this Monday. Where should, I guess probably should start with the Yankees, right? I mean, I get I guess that's probably where we should begin. 
Because the Yankees and the Mets, they played a doubleheader yesterday. Don't know if you heard. But the Yankees, they actually they won the first game, and then the second game, they won that game. So they won they played two and they won two. They came back in the first game from down five in the seventh inning, the final inning, right? In the first game, doubleheader, right? Only playing seven. Uh, and they win it in the eighth, eight seven. Big Luke Voigt single there to get things going. Aaron Hicks laser beam of a home run or Shella comes back. And that really was kind of reminiscent of the kind of wins they've had the previous years, especially last year. This year, not so much. Last year, it was last, uh, next man up. This year, again, not so much. And to get that win yesterday after the Mets won the World Series on Friday, oh, you didn't know that. Yes, the two wins on Friday that the Mets got means that they won the World Series this year. I know it's a weird format that you would decide the World Series on a random Friday with just two games when half the schedule, you still got to play it, right? But it's a wacky year, 2020, am I right? Oh, wait, oh, what? They didn't win the World Series on Friday? Oh, I just thought from the reaction of winning those two games that they had won the World Series. Well, that actually does make more sense, that you, you don't win the World Series on a random Friday night with winning just two games. But we'll get to that in a moment. But back to the Yankees. Let me make this clear. The Yankees, even after Friday, and Friday was disappointing to see the games, you know, let them slip away the way they did. But the Yankees, I mean, it's kind of hard for me, even me, Mr. Yankee guy, Mr. I always talk about the, every show we talk about the Yankees. Forget about the, the streak of Don not having a rant. The days of me speaking about the Yankees, it, that will run for forever. It, it just keeps going and going and going for as long as we do shows at least. But even with giving up the, the, the games on Friday, even after not playing really all that well, the Yankees are going to the playoffs. I mean, it's kind of hard to get too worked up about things when you know for certain when the playoffs roll around, the Yankees will be there. Like, even after Friday, I think that their playoff odds were like 96%. I don't know what's going to happen when they get there. I don't know what shape they're going to be in when they get there. I don't know because they've not been a very good team here for a while. Now, I think that when they were healthy, they were good, but they haven't been healthy in a while. And they don't generally stay healthy. Even when they get healthy, they don't stay healthy for a while. But if you would take out the seven games they played against the Red Sox and they beat the Red Sox, I think they would have, what would they be, two games under 500, three games under 500? And there were stretches yesterday, I guess especially in the first game, where it felt, you know what it felt like? I was in the car a lot yesterday, and I was listening to the game on the radio. And their at-bats yesterday sounded like, you ever hear, like, the legal IDs that they have, right? I don't know if people know. They have, you know, when they come back from commercial, they'll have a player say, hey, this is so-and-so, and you're listening to Yankee baseball. But they always say it. They're obviously reading it off a card, and they're not the most enthused, right? Hey, this is so-and-so. You're listening to Yankee baseball. Blah, 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 blah. That's how the Yankee at-bats kind of came about yesterday until they finally woke up. And... I get it. It's hard to be a really good team when your really good players are constantly hurt. I mean, this stretch they played, what, without the second baseman, without the, the right fielder, without the shortstop, 
The third baseman's been hurt. The DH is out. The pitching staff's a mess. The bullpen's not been much better. So it's nice to see them get three straight games that they easily could have lost any of those games, especially, you know, Saturday they could have lost that game after blowing the one nothing lead. So it's good to see some guys step up, and maybe this is a sign that they're going to get moving in the right direction. But uh, if, if it doesn't, it's still kind of too hard to get too worked up about it because, as I said, we already know that they're going to the playoffs, and it's just going to kind of depend on when they get there what shape they're in, who's available, and how they're playing in that moment. Now, on the other side of things, the Mets on Friday, after Friday, just lost three very winnable games, especially the first game yesterday. I mean, and while the Yankees are a lock to make the playoffs, the Mets, I think their playoff odds are still over 50%, which is kind of surprising because they cannot afford to let games slip away. And what a disaster of a season this has been so far. With the new playoff format for this year, and I get, right, like you don't want to get all wrapped up in this year because it's a farcical season. The the, the amount of different things, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, Gary Sanchez hits the home run yesterday, the, the, the grand slam at Yankee Stadium. And, oh, right, that's right, the Yankees aren't the home team. I mean, it's just so, the whole season is just a, a joke. But you can't, even in this farcical season, you can't say you're a decent team and miss the playoffs. And while their playoff odds might be over 50%, uh, it doesn't seem like they're trending in the right direction. The Mets are under 500 despite playing in the worst division in baseball. And at least in the first game yesterday, it was a familiar culprit. Now, the defense didn't exactly bail them out. But again, Edwin Diaz is the face of the Mets' failures here the last two seasons. Anthony DeComo tweeted out the stat, since joining the Mets, Edwin Diaz has 28 saves and 10 blown saves. His ERA in save situations is 5.80. And when I saw that stat, you first think, all right, 28 saves, 10 blown saves. I got to be honest. It seems like higher, right? If I told you that Edwin Diaz only has 10 blown saves, doesn't it feel like there's a whole lot more of them? What a disaster that move has been. And it's crazy that the year before they got him, I think the Mariners were like 65-0 and or 68-0 when he came in to, to finish off a game. And I was surprised when the Mets decided to bring him back after last year, the failures that he had last year. I was surprised when they brought him back out for the eighth inning yesterday. So what a disastrous way that the weekend went for the Mets after – apparently, from the reaction of Met fans, winning the World Series on Friday night. But the second game, Debbie Garcia looked great. Looking forward to seeing uh, more of him moving forward. I know he got sent back down to the alternate site, but it seems like with the Yankees' rotation, it's just going to be a matter. I think it's just kind of a bookkeeping move because he was the 29th man yesterday. So I don't think it's going to be long before he's back and we get to see more of him. And um, He looked uh, sensational yesterday. But the big story from from Game 2, and I kind of alluded to it, was Gary Sanchez with the big grand slam, the pinch hit grand slam. Nice to see him uh, break through. Nice to see him hit the ball, right? Because he has been a disaster. And it's funny because I was, you know, watching the game. I'm on Twitter at the same time. And when he hit the grand slam, the amount of tweets, ah, you love him now, right? Gary Sanchez has had enough of your slander. 
Or, oh, that one's for the haters. Or the sarcasm. Oh, I thought Gary Sanchez stunk. This coming from Yankee fans. Well, look, it's not slander if it's true. And it's true Gary Sanchez has been awful. He's been brutal. And this is not a small sample size of a wacky 2020. I mean, for a while. I know he had a bounce back year last year, but the season before that, he was awful and terrible. And look, it's great that he's fantastic at framing pitches. Great. Can we mix in a base hit every now and then? He's been terrible. He's looked lost at the plate. He will take fastballs right down the middle and then go back to swinging at sliders. He could not hit with a shed door. It's not slander if it's true. And it's great that Gary Sanchez finally came through with a hit yesterday. It was a big hit, all those type of things. Great. But he's been a terrible player. Terrible. Not okay. Not up and down. Awful. Again, the only stat you really ever need to, to kind of value, you know, how a guy is offensively is OPS. And OPS plus, it kind of gives you, you know, brought it up before, you know, it, it, if you're over 100, you're an above average player. If you're below 100, you're a below average player. Gary Sanchez's OPS plus this year is 60. That's brutal. He has been one of the worst offensive play- players in the sport. Now, that, that, again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying to trade him or cut him or that Eric Kratz should be the starter. But it's fair to say he has been awful. And whatever the plan is that the Yankees have to unleash the Kraken, unleash the potential, has been a failure. So it's great to see Gary Sanchez come up with a big hit, biggest hit of the season. And I can say that because he's got 11 hits. It's not hard to, to, to go through all of them when you only have 11 of them. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So the poll question is up for today. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. And uh, today is the baseball trade deadline. So as I said, 2020 is a farcical season. It's a joke of a season. All the different rule changes, all the things. Even now, even at this point, we're more than, what, halfway through the season? I mean... I don't know for sure 100% that the season will be completed. It seems like they're walking that tightrope all the time. So given the strange nature of 2020, would you rather have Brian Cashman, the Yankee GM, be pushing his chips to the center of the table, be all in on a championship this year, or would you rather him take a more cautious approach, really with the focus on, look, if you can make a, a move or two here this year, but really, the larger focus has to be to sit back and keep your eyes on 2021 when hopefully we'll have a normal baseball season and life gets back to normal. So that's the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. So Saturday, we had people, uh, we had some, some family over the house, a small group, and uh, we were at, sitting out in the, the backyard, socially distancing and, and all those type of things. Uh, I think I, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I believe I got uh, bitten by a tarantula. That's the only expo- are the are the mosquitoes in 2020 on steroids? What the heck is going on? I got my foot. It's like uh, I, I got like a club foot here. It's so swollen up. Can barely fit on my slipper for the show this morning. Like Cinderella sitting here in the office. 
<laughs> oh, my God. I woke up uh, yesterday. And look, you know, you wake up uh, after, you know, sitting out for a little while. It's nothing like drinking outside. Drinking outside is one of the really underrated experiences of life. You know, a nice summer night. Apparently, I was so uh, numb to the experience, I didn't realize there were tarantulas just crawling all over my foot. Do you get tarantulas in Jersey? I feel like there's a lot of animals that I... When I was growing up, the, the animal population, I don't feel like... I, I grew up on Long Island. The animal, animal population on Long Island is not nearly as diverse as it feels like the animal population here in Jersey is. I, I feel like I'm uh, Dr. Doolittle out there. And apparently tarantulas are among them. I, I didn't know. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN one 3776 Poll question up for today on Twitter at uh, Gordon Damer. Trade deadline is today, four o'clock. So, given the you know the weirdness of twenty twenty, would you rather Brian Cashman be all in for a championship this year or be more cautious with eyes on twenty twenty one? And the reason why I went with Brian Cashman is because. Well, we know the Yankees are going to be in the playoffs, right? This is not the situation where it's like, oh, are they going to make the play? No, they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, and the reason why I didn't include the Mets in this is because at this point, look, the Mets could make the playoffs. It's not out of the realm of possibility, even as poorly as they've played so far. But I think at this point, it's not really about the team as much as it is about the GM. And if you ask Met fans, do you want Brody to do – they'll, they'll cut you off right there. It's almost like when you're doing something around the house and your kid tries to help you out and they're actually just making the, the mess even bigger. And you just, All right, you know what? Enough. You leave the room. I'll take care of it from here. Uh, just uh, let me you know, clean this mess up. So I, don't th- I know for a fact if we were to ask the question, it wouldn't have even been a fair question because Met fans would be like, no, I don't want Brody – picking lunch, never mind trading anybody else away for some big splash. As I said last week, Brody's big splashes are like the fat guy off the high board at the town pool. So we focused on the Yankees, and I will say, part of being a Yankee fan is you want your team to go for it every year, even this year. Now, I will say this, you know, as a kind of a caveat, I probably wouldn't want the Yankees to be giving up assets this year for a guy whose contract is up this year, right? Like a guy whose contract is up after 2020, giving up assets for, for a guy like that, I'd probably rather have somebody who may be under contract for another year or two. I don't really expect the Yankees to make any big splashes today. I don't really expect there to be that many big splashes today. So I'm not going to be all that upset if they don't make a move, but if you were to ask me what approach I would rather have, I would rather have step up because, again – if you're talking about trading away prospects, oh, there's always dangers in that, right? This guy could turn out to be a sensational player a year or two from now. It's been a while since the Yankees have really traded away any prospects who come back to really burn them. It's been a long time. There was a time where that was a regular thing. That was, that was part of the, the punchline of being a Yankee fan. But that's been, that's been a, you know, what, 20 years or so now. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right, we've got some calls this morning. Let's, uh, let's start them off. Uh, we'll start with Neil in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. Hope everything is good with you, my man. It is, except for my foot. My foot is all swollen up, but I'm uh, carrying on in, in, in the meantime, Neil. Sorry to hear that. I got three good shows for you. I'm not sure if they've been picked yet. Okay. And my first one is going to be Welcome Back, Carter. Welcome back, Connor. Okay, I can tell you. How about that one? Welcome back, Connor. Some old memories there, right? Yeah, oh, sure. 
My second pick would be uh, the Incredible Hulk series with Lou Ferrigno. Okay, I don't know if it's the greatest television show of all time, I think, uh, but uh, look, uh, nostalgia is, uh, is important as well. Okay, Incredible Hulk. And my third pick and last, don't hate me for this, I'm a New Yorker, I'm a Yankee fan, because yeah. of what the show represents, what city represents, I'm going to go with Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, look, Cheers is one of the great. I mean, it would not be uh, a shock to think that Cheers is one of the great shows of all time, one of the the greatest casts of all time. Uh, so yeah, that's. I don't. You know, I don't think that uh, Cheers has been picked so far, Neil. So uh, I was going to say after the Welcome Back, Cotter and the Incredible Hulk, I was going to say, Neil, have you watched television since 1984? But uh, you threw Cheers <laughs> in there at the end. So you saved yourself. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. All right. And you got anything sports? 100 on Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard not to, right? Nah, it's, it's, I agree 100%. I mean, let's give the crack in two weeks to show him what, to see what he can do. Well, look, I'm not, Neil, and thanks for the call, man. Uh, look, I'm not saying to, you know, it seems like if you're, if you're saying, pointing out that Gary Sanchez has been awful, that people also assume that you're saying that you should get rid of him or trade him or this thing or that thing. Um, I'm not saying that. But he has been, I mean, it's not disputable that he's been awful. And it almost feels like, you know, on Twitter, it almost feels like that there are accounts that are just about supporting the team no matter what the results of the team are. No, no that's not the way it works. And I, 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 you'd have to say that I would guess that Gary Sanchez has to be a very sensitive person with the way, I mean, there's never any criticism of him. Uh, I don't think that there's much criticism of the players from the team itself anyway, but he's been terrible. Anyone with eyes can see he's been terrible. And again, for all the people who will tweet, oh, the, the Gary Sanchez slander, oh, I thought he stunk. He has stunk. He's been terrible. Look at the numbers. It would be one thing if you could, stats didn't exist, but all you need to do is have eyeballs to watch him. And if you have eyeballs and you've watched him, it's not just that he's been awful. It's been infuriating to watch. He keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you think back to when he came up, how he burst on the scene. You would have thought by now that he wouldn't just be the best catcher in baseball. He would be one of the best players in baseball. And he has not been that. Let's go to Greg in East Meadow. Greg. Hey, Gordon. Well, hey. that that version of Gary Sanchez was very content to go uh, opposite field. Yeah, when he first when he first came up, he was a lot like Judge. He hit a lot of he hit a lot of hard balls to right field, which he doesn't do anymore. He's he's pull happy. He's I mean, absolutely that simple. The guy is trying to jack everything. Now, listen, it was nice to see him hit one yesterday, but to my point that I called the person who's been equally bad and really shouldn't be on the field at this point because he's taken back, you know, ABs away from guys like Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar is Brett Gardner. He has 12 hits also. He's batting 190. He is absolute dog crap. And the guy doesn't belong on the field. All right. And the, uh, the whole notion when you're talking about the Yankees record, you know, Oh, if you take out their record against the Red Sox, well, when you, you know, when you want to take out a lopsided record because you have a lot of wins against one team, then you have to do that the other way, too. So then you would have to discount their losses against Tampa Bay, right? That's, that's, well, but, that's I mean, the Yankees how, are supposed how, to be a good team. Uh, you know what I mean? They, how, they, they beat up on one really bad team, and they've not really played all that well against everybody else. Now, well, again, I gave it the caveat of the, the injuries. Case. They were playing well they when they had well the players healthy. 
it's not exactly new that they're they got a guy a lot of guys hurt. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> you look at their roster, half these names and the, the bullpen. They're running guys out of the bullpen and never heard of them. Like, who yeah. is this? Who is this guy? And this has been going on now for a couple of weeks. And by the way, the series this weekend, either team really could have won all five of those games. It was that yep. type of series. I, I mean, you could have woke up today and it could have been five on one way or the other. It's crazy. Yeah. And look, I think the games that the Yankees lost, uh, you know, the first two games, I think it was almost like it's almost like the Yankees should have won the first two games. The Mets should have won the last three. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, Greg. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, yeah, as far as Gardner this year, uh, he is uh, 190 batting average. His on base is uh, 325, and his slugging is 381. And I'm not a big Brett Gardner fan because I've just seen too often in the playoffs. He gets into the play. I mean, he is whew, yikes. I mean, uh, he is awful in the playoffs, and he's not been very good this year. Um, the only thing is that they have had a lot of injuries, so you know Gardner's a guy that they can put out in the outfield from time to time, and. Um, but uh, I'm largely in agreement that he has not been all that great. But with the amount of injuries they have right now uh, in the outfield, now they got LeMahieu back. Hopefully they're, they're going to get some guys back here before. I'm not judge. It doesn't look like. But um, hopefully that uh, the bats for Gardner. I mean, they love Gardner. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's kind of uh, infuriating to me. But they do love Brett Gardner. <laughs> Driven deep to left center field. Going back, McNeil looking up. See ya. Oh, did he need that? A huge pinch hit grand slam for Gary Sanchez. And the Yankees lead 5-1. to one. All right, Michael K. the call, obviously, courtesy of yes. Yankees getting the win. Uh, that was game two. Yankees also got the win in game one. And they got the win on Saturday. So three in a row, even though they're not playing all that well, even though they got all these guys hurt, Gary Sanchez coming through. Now, I would not expect – let's hope that that's the start of a trend. That would be nice. All of a sudden, you get Gary Sanchez actually performing like even just a league average player. That would – I mean, that would be a huge step up from where he has been at so far this year. And again, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying to cut him. I'm not saying to trade him. But you got to figure out a way to get this guy going because he has not been going. He has been lost. He has looked awful. And that's not slander to say that. That's facts. By the way, and I'll be the first to point out how bad Gary Sanchez has been and it's fair to criticize and all these type of things. Imagine the Yankees. Cast your mind. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. But if not, you know, close your eyes for a second. And imagine the Yankees had a guy who burst on the scene right out of the box. Rookie of the year, right out of the box. Didn't get the award stolen from him, some, some other person. And he was the toast of the town. There was not a negative thing. Fantastic, great, start to finish. And then the next year, he came, and uh, he was not nearly as good. And he was hitting, like, midway through the season, he was hitting, like, 200. And he saw his OPS go from like 950 to like 750. And he saw his, um, his strikeouts, you know, he strikes out in like, mm, I don't know, like more than one out of every three at-bats. Do you think that people, if, he, if the guy was on the Yankees, do you think that people would say, hey, you know, what's going on with this guy? 
what's happening? He was he was supposed to be the face of the franchise, you know. He was supposed to be the guy carrying the team, and he's been terrible. Do you think that that would get like a little bit of attention? I do, but I, I haven't seen anybody say anything about Pete Alonso so far. And Pete Alonso is right now, uh, you know, not batting average is not the way you judge it, but uh, his his on base is down slightly, but his slugging, woof, that's uh, it's off the charts, down, off the mountain, not off the charts, off the right down, right in the toilet. It's gone for last year. He, he slugged five eighty. This year he's slugging four eleven. I don't know. I figured that would get some attention. Apparently not. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, so uh, just to kind of, again, not going to focus the show on it, not going to mention it really beyond today until it probably comes to fruition, but I had my big fantasy draft over the weekend, and fantasy talk, I get it. Me talking about my fantasy league, it's as I said before, it's like flatulence. To me, it's perfectly interesting, but to you, it's repulsive. So I'm not going to, I'm just using this information as a way to guide you because my history in fantasy football is uh, littered with disaster. Year in, year out, you know, the, the NFL is supposed to be about, you know, teams that are bad or good and good or bad, up and down, parody. There's no parody when it comes to my fantasy season. Whoever I take will be awful. Whoever I missed out on will be sensational. So I'll just tell you, uh, I have a PPR league that I'm part of. And the strategy for me was, going into the draft, was, you know, I, I really have not done a lot of research this year. Last year, did t- tons of research, was a complete failure. Uh, so I said, you know, let's shake it up this year. Let's not really focus on it so much, even though I have all the time in the world to focus on it. So let's just, my strategy going in was, I'm just going to take Kansas City Chiefs. That was my strategy going in. When in doubt, take a Kansas City Chief. So I was hoping that I was going to get my usual pick of, like, eighth. Right, like I never. It's never that I get a nice number one, number two, number three, and it always feels like how whatever pick I get, say I get pick seven, it always feels like there's six guys. Those are the top. These you can't question any of these six. And then whatever the first number is that you beyond that, that's the pick I usually get. But this year, I wanted eight, I wanted nine, I wanted ten. I got four. So I took Alvin Kamara because that seems like it was either him or Michael Thomas. So I said, you know, let me take Alvin Kamara. I like Alvin Kamara. Unfortunately for him now, it's, he's living on borrowed time. Uh, unfortunately. I, I'm sorry for if you're a, if you're a, um, a New Orleans Saints fan. Uh, he's living on borrowed time. He will not make it through the season. Disaster is around the corner for Alvin Kamara. So it was either him or Michael Thomas. I split the difference. I went with Alvin Kamara. So my plan was... Take the Chiefs, the, the rookie running back, what's his name? Clyde Edward Hilaire, whatever it is. I was going to take him in the first round, take uh, Kelsey or Tyreek Hill in the second round, and then take Mahomes in the third round. Off and running, right? Uh, did not work out that way. Because uh, I had the fourth pick. I took uh, Alvin Kamara, who will now be terrible. I took Kelsey in the second round because uh, he seems like a lock. If there's ever going to be a year where he's not a lock, this will be the year. And then I was forced to take Juju Smith-Schuster in the third round. I thought it was forced, but, you know, I figured the big Ben being back, uh, Smith-Schuster's a pretty good receiver. He'll put up numbers. I needed a receiver at that point. I wanted to get uh, Lamar Jackson or Mahomes. Both of them were already off the board. Uh, so, unfortunately, the guys to avoid this year, I would say Alvin Kamara for sure. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster almost certainly will come down with something, if not uh, the bubonic plague, something along those lines. And then uh, Travis Kelsey is uh, another guy who is almost certainly going to be doomed as a result of being associated with me. And I would say, if you had questions about Clyde Edward-Hilaire, He's a rookie. You don't really know. How is he going to maybe blocking might be an issue for him, uh, you know, as the starter. He will now be Barry Sanders. There's no question in my mind this guy will be sensational. He'll win all the awards, might even be the MVP. The fact that I was not able to, to, you know, take him there. I could have taken him, but, you know, fourth seemed a little high. um, And it wouldn't have really worked out because I would not have gotten Mahomes anyway. But that's my information to you. If you're in, if you're in one some one of these leagues where you have the possibility of taking him, the fact he is not associated with me, chances are he's going to have a much much better season. Unfortunately for Jet fans, I do have some bad news for them. Uh, I did take uh, Jamison Crowder because it's a PPR and he has a you know a, a bunch of catches, so he is now uh, again doom is just around the corner for poor Jamison Crowder and one of my picks that I really liked late, Chris Herndon. So, unfortunately, Jet fans, those guys are going to be non-factors for you uh, the rest of the way. Both will be horrible. And you know what? Uh, For my entry fee, I can live with that. (laughs) As a Dolphin fan, if me throwing away my entry fee means that the Jets have two players who are not going to perform at all, uh, you know, I'll make that deal. I I can make that swap. All right, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Poll question up for today. Uh, At least so far, people are saying they'd rather have Brian Cashman sit back don't worry. Uh, financially, because of the uh, the financial ramifications of uh, no fans and all that, I'm sure the Yankees are pinching pennies right now. Uh, you know, we just can't afford to uh, add uh, Sterling Marte because that will just cost too much. And obviously, we're going to be going out of business soon. So I'm sure the sit back will actually uh, be the uh, the course that the Yankees actually take. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Jerry is in Brooklyn. Jerry, what's going on, my man? <laughs> Gordon, you are a funny man. You know, I just picture someone going outside in the evening to have a peaceful drink and uh, some type of creature bites you. Oh, my God. You You have a club foot. You are really a funny guy. (laughs) It's horrible. You know, I tried to get some sympathy from my wife uh, as a result. That was was pointless. Um, The best TV shows in the history, as far as I'm concerned, and I believe some of the criteria that should be used is that if a series plays like for seven years on TV, uh, that should be considered. Some of my favorites, 24, of course, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, I Love the Wire, Law and Order, and an under an underdog, Homicide, Life on the Street, that played for seven years. All right. And I'll go. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I just wanted to say I would love for you to have a – a playoff round of of the opening music for the Sopranos and for the Wire. Each year, they had different people uh, doing the lead song the for Wire, the show, yeah. and, and I think that would be fun too. Thanks, Gordon. All right, Jerry, thank you for the call, my man. Yeah, um, look, all good suggestions there. I think the Law and Order will just kind of have to. I know there's about 17 different variations of Law and Order, and uh, it seems like they do about 65 episodes a year. I think we'll have to kind of lump them into just one entry because, you know, if you have, you know, what happens if we we number the entries, right? And it's a surprise every single day. We don't know who's going to be number six. We don't know who's going to be number 20. And that will probably impact in some way how this thing shakes out. But if you have law and order, regular law and order, 
And then the next number is law and order, SV, I don't know. It's a little law and order heavy. A little too much law and order, if there's such a thing. But uh, no, fine suggestions. And Breaking Bad, you know, uh, if you've listened to the show, you know I love Breaking Bad, Sopranos. We were talking, actually, with family over the weekend, and um, one of my wife's cousins loved the voting in the, in the, the rewatchable movie bracket. And she was very disappointed any day where she might have, you know, not gotten in on time and the, and the, the voting was closed. So she's very excited about uh, the uh, possibilities of the, uh, the rewatchable, you know, the, uh, the, the, the regal tumble as we're associating it. So uh, we were talking about it. It seems like The Sopranos going in almost as like Goodfellas was in the rewatch. Goodfellas going into the rewatchable movie bracket was the number one overall seed. I would say that The Sopranos probably is the number one overall seed, but lots of great, lots of great uh, nominees so far. You can continue to make them uh, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, if you uh, have a movie that, uh, or excuse me, if you have a TV show that has not already been mentioned. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Sal in Aberdeen. Sal. Yo, Gordon, uh, win place and show for me would be Honeymooners, Sopranos, and I Love Lucy. The, uh, okay, I don't think anybody has said I love Lucy before, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one too. Sure, one of the. Yeah. Uh... Um, also, yesterday was you know beautiful day. Uh, my son comes over with his uh, wife; they're newly married. My other son, Jake, comes over with his new girlfriend. First time we're meeting them. Great day. Check my phone. See the Mets win seven two. I'm like, oh, great! Everything's everything's Piece good. Of cake. Put it in the books. Oh, wonderful! Right. Uh, look back. And I see it's seven four, and so I go to my son Michael. I said, "Let's just go inside and see what's going on." Uh, so we go inside. I see it's seven five. Diaz is in. I said, "Guarantee, Michael. Guarantee this guy is going to give up a home run. I guarantee you." I said, "You want to put a little money on it?" He goes, "Yeah, sure." I said, "Twenty dollars. Put it on the table." Sure enough, he hits a home run. I said, "This guy." cannot pitch in New York. Why can everyone else realize it and the Mets don't? I, I just don't get it. This guy is not made for this city. I'd rather have your son out there pitching in the ninth. Yeah, end. look, I mean, uh, the track record. I mean, I think Jack would be able to come up with an ERA lower than six at this point. Uh, yeah, look, so, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in the they can't perform in New York generally, but there are exceptions to every rule, and it's pretty clear at this point. Edwin Diaz is the exception to this rule. Like, I don't know if it's New York. I don't know if it's the, the, the coaching staff. I don't know what it is. Something has got to change, and he needs a change of scenery. Because there's no way, given with what he has done in his short time here, that you can ever rely on him again. Like, yeah, you can't. every once in a while, he'll have a, a little stretch, and you'll see, oh, look at his strikeout per nine you know, rate and this and that. There's no way you can have any faith as soon as guys get on base, especially if he comes in with guys on base, you, you just know, do, speaking of uh, my fantasy football picks, doom is around the corner. So, yeah, I think that at this point uh, something's got to change, and um, I think that's going to be the lasting impact. You know, the, the lasting move of Brody's time here, he's had a lot of uh, moves that have not worked out. Edwin Diaz has, I mean, has there been a guy – who's had more of a hand in the Mets' failures over the last year and a half than him? I have, I've never seen this in all the years of my watching baseball. I've been watching baseball for 50 years. I've never seen anything, anything like this. That When this guy comes in, there's just no confidence 
that he's going to do he's going to do the job. Thank God I got the Islanders to watch. You know, I was telling Brian, I said, I said, if I didn't have the Islanders, I I wouldn't be watching. I wouldn't be watching baseball. I would have no interest in watching the Mets because I know game in, no, no matter what lead they got, it, it's not it's not safe. It's it's just crazy that 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 they got this guy for a guy who looks like he's going to be a, a pretty good player, and they and they just gave Kelnick away, and and then they got this guy that just cannot do the job so he, yeah. he definitely has to go yeah no no i mean they gotta they, they gotta make i mean it's i don't think that they'll do anything and i don't think and sal thanks for the call i don't think most people want uh, brody to do anything just uh let's let's play it out let's let steve cohen get in there and uh whoever they bring in as the next gm can uh, start to uh you know pick through the wreckage uh if you will and you know what i have not even mentioned because we've been so jam-packed today the gordon damer show i don't know if you've heard this i don't know if you know this but the Gordon Damer Show is home to Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer, as well as also combined home to Stump Rothenberg living legend, Gordon Damer, now effective up to 87% accurate. Imagine if Edwin Diaz was effective up to 87% accuracy. Oh, we'd be throw. I mean, we would, uh, what, a parade? I don't know. Ring of Honor? It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York as we uh, take you up until 6. Uh, and just to kind of recap, in case you're just joining the show now, Yankees, not playing very well this year, especially lately. But I think a lot of that is to do with the injuries. Obviously, everybody brings that up. Uh, luckily, though, they played the Mets over the weekend. So even games that they had really no business winning, Saturday and the two games yesterday, they got three wins. So that's fantastic. Uh, also, one of the big points of the show today, it's not slander to say that Gary Sanchez has been awful this year. Now, it was a great home run. Hopefully this gets him going. And it's clear, I think, that Gary Sanchez is a very talented player but unfortunately it's not about potential I mean the guy's 27 years old he's been up for a while now he's not uh, some rookie it's about performance and largely I mean this year he has not performed at all he has been brutal he has been one of the worst offensive players in the entire sport that is not slander that's not uh, being a hater that's just spitting the truth is it spitting facts what do they say what do the kids say now Brian do you know I don't know Spitting the truth. Right, that's facts. what I'm doing. Is that what it is? Spitting the truth? I wouldn't say that, yeah. All right. I don't know if Brian is exactly the person. Uh, you're more of the person to, uh, you're much younger than I am, but I don't know if either a of little us bit. are experts on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Edwin Diaz uh, could not close a book. All right. That's the, the, that, he closes the book on the game, but not in a way that you would want. And also, one of the other big points of the show today, the uh, My Islanders are awesome. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN. We have time to squeeze in a couple more calls, right? Uh, let's go out to Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing? I'm Gordon Damer. I'm Michael K. Show, Trio Champion. Thank you. I appreciate it. Burger, Living Legend. Yes. All the songs. <laughs> I was wondering if you were still doing that, but you very much verified that before. I yes, I forgot about it earlier. It's been a little early, and I'm so focused on my foot <laughs> right now, which is swollen to three times its normal size. Nah, you'll be okay, man. It's just, you know. Just Has anyone some, died uh, of mosquito bites before? Yes, people have. I, I'm West now. <laughs> I think I got COVID foot. Go ahead. So, listen, uh, real quick, uh, Ballers, Spartacus, 
and Oz, and just because no one has mentioned it, Batman the Animated Series are for the greatest Batman the Animated Series. There. All right. Oh, got yes. to throw Batman there. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, try and list those all as well, Lewis. All right. Go ahead. Any, uh, anything about uh, sports here? Yes. Uh, did I hear it correctly? I mean, me and Brian weren't sure if you were being sarcastic. Uh, if Gary Sanchez was hitting good, he would be one of the best catchers uh, out there. Were you being sarcastic or were you being? Well, I think he has the talent to be no, one of the, the best catchers in baseball, but he has cannot, not performed that way. No. no, 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 no. The guy can't cover a wild pitch if his life depended on it. The guy. No, he's not. He, look, he's never going to be a great defensive catcher, and the metrics of the Yankees. You have to be good use, both to be great, though. You just can't that? be an offensive juggernaut. You just can't be an offensive juggernaut and think that you're good. No, you like I understand. Well, look, how, if, how if he performed going, but, like he when he came up and was hitting home runs every other day. And was, you know, had an OPS of 1,000. If he puts up an OPS of, of 900 as a catcher, he's in the conversation as the best catcher in baseball. I don't care how many pa- – he doesn't let that many pass balls go. That uh, yeah, sure. I mean, the defensive I mean, side. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to be Johnny Bench. I understand that. But if he, if he okay. hits the way he is, or at least in the past seemed capable of, uh, he could be among the best catchers in baseball. Also, I'm, I'm going to question your football uh, knowledge here because, like, how do you take Camaro over, over Thomas? Six. What's and, that? And how do you uh, how do you how do you take Camaro over Thomas? And then also, you understand that Juju is not a number one receiver, right? The guy proved the last year well, look, that he look, is look, not look, a number Lewis, one. Lewis, Lewis, I'm not. We're not going to go fantasy. Thank you for the call. We're not going to pick apart my fan. I'm trying to help the public because that's what I'm about. I'm about bringing people together. That's what I do. I'm just trying to let people know so they can benefit. That's what it was about. Now, this, this came up, actually, we only have a few seconds left. Ty is in Newark. Ty, you have something, a piece of information about this show. Please uh, let good us mo- know. Good, good morning. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, man. Thanks for taking my call. But let me get right to it, man. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the radio this weekend on uh, Rothenberg's Saturday show. Yeah. There is some accusations going around. Him and Ty were saying that you, when you filled in for him that day, Mm-hmm. That, uh, you that you uh, were cheating on that stunt Rothenberg. Now you're going around saying it's 87 percent, man. I listen to you every morning, Gordon. Yep. Every morning, man. Uh, say it ain't so, Gordon. Say it ain't well, so. Well, Ty, Ty, here's the thing, and it's very odd to me that this is uh, something that has come up. Uh, repeat. I did not hear it, uh, but I know that Ty Butler, the producer, he he continues to bring this up, even though this has happened now over a month ago. It's very yeah, odd. Yeah, man. He sounded he sounded pretty upset. Uh, Saturday. Here's Ty here's was the, the deal. one mainly disappointed. I will tell you right now, look, there's nothing I can do to prove to you that I'm on the level. I will tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I did not Google a single answer. And I can tell you, I know that in the past, I think Ty has said that my family is, I mean, my daughter is 10 years old, could not possibly care less. My son has no interest in in anything that dad has to do at this point. And my wife, if my wife has heard... Ten seconds of one of my shows, it would be a lot. So I can tell you my family is not involved in any way. But here's the deal. Ty, the other Ty, the the producer Ty, not you, Ty, he likes to be involved in the show. He also likes to be like a a co-host. And uh, the day that I filled in, he wanted to continually pepper me with questions. I said, it's not really about you peppering. It's about the callers. It's about the listeners. So he was very upset about that. And I think that it has still left him, um, obviously, I'm taking up space in his head rent-free because he continues to bring this up every single week. I don't know when I'll fill in for Dave again, but when I do, uh, I'll run it. I'll, you know, I'll try my best. It's not something that I'm great at, but it's the best that I can do. 
So, uh, Ty, thanks for the call, man. We're already out of time. Please vote on the poll question. If you have suggestions for greatest TV show, hit me up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Podcast will be up in a little while, so you can certainly have that as well. And we will see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.